This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. When you feel empowered, you can do great things, but sometimes life gets you down. Working with a therapist can help you to be the strongest version of yourself, no matter what life throws at you. Try it out at betterhelp.com super. Hey brother, I'll be straight with you guys. I love Moana. I loved it when it came out and I've loved it ever since. And I recently had a rewatch of it and it just made all of my favorite Moana theories start bouncing around in my head. Like, have you ever noticed at the end of the movie when Moana finally meets Tafiti, for some reason they look like exactly the same? Why is that? And when Moana's dad sees the heart of Tafiti for the first time, he's all like, this, this is just a rock. Which kind of makes it sound like he's seen it before. What's up with that? When Grandma Tala passes, she suddenly emerges into the ocean as this giant spirit manta ray, which is something she kind of predicted would happen. When I die, I'm going to come back as one of these. Which is this like super cool piece of lore and magic around the film, but it does make me wonder, what would Moana's spirit animal be? And as ever, when we're analyzing animated Disney movies, there's always the question, is it possible Moana is part of a greater Disney universe? Is it connected to any other Disney movies? There's really just so much to unpack and it was crazy as I was going through this, how many of these seem to stack. Like the more that one makes sense, the more the next makes sense. Which is why today we're counting down our top five Moana theories. Okay, theory number one, Moana is not the chosen one, or at least not the first chosen one. She's more like the chosen second or chosen fourth or possibly even like chosen 37th, I don't know. All I'm really certain of is that she's not the first. The ocean screening process is brutal. Fish peeing you all day. But have you ever wondered why specifically the ocean chose Moana to carry the heart of Tafiti? The legend doesn't even say that Moana is the one who's supposed to put the heart back. According to Grandma Tala's legend, she is supposed to find Maui and Maui is the one who is supposed to put it back. But if that's the case, then why even bother with a chosen one? Why not go straight to Maui? Like the ocean knows where he is and we know the ocean knows where he is because when Moana is out at sea by herself and out of her depth, she is really struggling hanging on for dear life and eventually becomes capsized and just passes out and wakes up where of all places? <gasps> Maui's Island. But more on Maui in a minute. The reason the ocean chooses Moana has to do with that opening scene, or should I say, test where Moana saves the baby turtle. It might just look like a toddler choosing to do the right thing, but there's a little bit more happening. This is actually a very carefully crafted situation put forth by the ocean. Even the sea turtle isn't what it seems. Toddler Oana here is being given a clear choice between two options. Either she can get this really, really cool conch shell or she can go save that baby sea turtle. And let's be real, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a really awesome seashell. I, I, I probably would have failed. In fact, I did. Here's the shell. This is why I'll never be the chosen one, Jonathan. Moana does not fail though. She instead rescues the baby sea turtle and successfully delivers it to the ocean, where after she does so, the entire ocean ripples, indicating that she in fact passed the test. Or more specifically, the first test. And as a reward, the ocean gives her tons of seashells and the heart of Tafiti, which baby Moana then immediately loses. Like, come on, Ocean, what are you, couldn't you couldn't have given her like a bag or a bucket to go with all those seashells or something? Like, oh, I'm sorry, are your arms full with all of those awesome rewards I gave you? Here's the key to life as you know it. See ya. <laughs> Get it? See ya. 
ocean humor. But of course, it's not really lost. Grandma Tala happened to witness the entire thing and collected the stone and saved it until Moana had grown up. And when Moana finds out about it, she is so excited. She immediately runs to her dad and says, I have the heart of Tafiti. I can save the island. Get rid of the plague. And it has to be said, his response is kind of surprising. This is just a rock. No! Odd response to me. Personally, I would have gone with something like, what are you talking about? Where did you get that awesome green rock? Can I have it go with my shell? But no, he dismisses the heart of Tafiti entirely because he has seen it before because he was chosen before Moana. And his harsh feelings towards, let's face it, an honestly really cool rock that would go great in anyone's seashell collection are also completely understandable once you get the full picture. Because the first test is just being chosen. The second test is proving that you will carry on no matter what. And that one he fails. And it's actually a really sad story, but we learned that as a young boy, much like Moana, Chief Tui felt the pull to the ocean. But just like for his daughter, traveling beyond the reef is against the rules for the tribe. But also just like his daughter, he decides he doesn't care and recruits a friend to jump in a canoe with him and try and make it beyond the reef. But what neither him or Moana realize is that this first venture, their first attempt is actually the second test. And it's something of a Kobayashi Maru, which in in case you've never seen Star Trek, and I haven't, I just know what it is. It's a test that you're supposed to fail no matter what. And the real test is, how do you react? And we know in Tui's case, the attempt fails and his friend dies, and it causes Tui to back down entirely and begin following the beat of the tribe's drum. Never leave the reef. Years later, Moana and Pua make their first stab, and it goes pretty similarly. They're starting to make it to the breakers, but obviously they don't make it. The canoe flips, and both are sent underwater, where Moana gets trapped. Fortunately for Pua, Moana is able to keep a somewhat cool head, free herself, rescue them both, and land back on shore with her resolve still intact. Mm, sort of. At first, she actually almost still backs down. It isn't much, but a little bit of extra encouragement from Grandma Tala is all it takes to keep Moana on the path out past the reef. But speaking of Grandma Tala, that brings us to theory number two, which is that the heart of Tafiti was keeping Grandma Tala alive. After a quick musical number, Moana decides not to put her stone on the mountain and instead has her grandmother lead her to the caves where she discovers the boats and decides that she too is going to become a voyager. And it's here when Tala finally reveals that she saw the first test when Moana was a baby. She also reveals that she recovered the heart of Tafiti and has been holding on to it ever since, but now, at long last, returns it to Moana. And we know what happens. Moana is super excited. She goes to report the good news, but then something kind of out of the blue happens. Chief! It's your mother! Oddly coincidental, am I right? Like, she hasn't seemed sick, but the moment she gives away the heart of Tafiti, she suddenly becomes really ill? Well, as I'm sure you can tell, I don't think it is a coincidence at all. I mean, let's just run down what we know the powers of the heart of Tafiti to be. It could create life itself. The heart can create life. And then what happens in the wake of Maui stealing it? Draining the life from island after island. Devoured by the bloodthirst. Jaws of inescapable death. What was important is to put these pieces together. You have the heart of Tafiti, which can give life, being held by the only person on the island who still believes this thousand-year-old prophecy. And she's hung on to it for most of Moana's life until she decides that she's ready to carry out the tasks and gives her something that literally gives life. It feels prophetic in a way, and I think it's because 
it is. Grandma Tala does and has played an absolutely vital role in this process. She's the mother of Chief Tui, who was possibly chosen by the ocean before her granddaughter Moana was. She's the self-proclaimed village crazy lady for being the only one who still believes in the prophecy. And it's her guidance that ultimately drives Moana to accept the mission that has been bestowed upon her. And when Moana finally does leave the island, it's Grandma Tala's spirit raid that allows her to finally get past the breakers. And Grandma Tala, who appears to her later in the movie when she is positive that she has failed. The heart of Tafiti, through its own natural life-giving powers and its natural desire to find its way home, kept Grandma Tala alive until the exact right moment. All right, guys, and now I'm gonna take a quick break to give a huge shout out to today's sponsor, Honey. Honey is by far the easiest way to save money when shopping on your computer or on your iPhone. I mean, who doesn't love a deal, right? Whenever I find like a really great one, it feels like I won the lottery or something. Especially if it's a surprise deal or coupon. It's like getting a special treat for free. It's like someone literally dropped a giant cake in your lap. And I know what you guys are thinking, like, man, you guys must order a lot of cake. And I say like, what's the point of doing an ad read if you can't buy a cake? But more to the point, using Honey means that searching around the internet for different coupon codes is a thing of the past. It is a free shopping tool that just scours the internet for promo codes, tests all of them on your cart, and then just applies the best ones. Like recently, we were ordering pins here at Super Carlin Brothers for our Patreon quarterly pin tier, and all of a sudden, right at the last second, Honey drops in, saved us $50 on the pins. It was super unexpected, and we were able to put those savings immediately into the next quarter so that we can continue to make awesome, high-quality pins for all of our patrons. And it's so easy to use, and with just a click or two, you're saving in seconds. And it doesn't just work on desktops, it works on your iPhone too. Just activate it in Safari and pff, there you go. Saving. Seriously, there's just no reason not to have it. And if you don't have it, you're just missing out on savings. So get PayPal Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash supercarlin. One more time, that's joinhoney.com slash supercarlin. Link is in the description down below. But that brings us to our third theory of the day. If Tala becomes a cool spirit ray in death, then what would Moana's spirit animal be? What would she become? Tala's animal really comes as no surprise at all. She's seen dancing with the rays earlier in the movie and even has a tattoo of one on her back. I mean, she even says out loud, When I die, I'm going to come back as one of these. Moana, however, isn't nearly as associated with a specific animal. I mean, pig? Rooster? Moana's not coming back as a bioluminescent hey hey, is she? No, thankfully not. Nor does she come back as a spirit pig. I think for sure Moana is coming back as a sea turtle. Yeah, this actually goes back way to the beginning of that movie and that initial test where Moana chooses to save the sea turtle. Now this might just look like part of the setup, the ocean trying to determine whether or not Moana is willing to set aside her own desires, in this case a really cool shell, in favor of rescuing a life. But it's actually way more specific to Moana than you might think. For one, if you look more carefully at the small sea turtle shell, you'll notice it bears the symbol of the oh-so-recognizable heart of defeat. It's the same symbol on the heart itself and the one featured on the side of the canoe that Moana ultimately uses to navigate the ocean and restore the heart. A sentence I carefully crafted to be accurate and also include the words symbol and navigate. Because turtles themselves are actually great symbolic representations of voyagers. Because if you don't know, turtles actually have this bizarre and crazy ability to be born on land, wake up, dig out of the sand, find their way to the ocean, mature into adults over for decades while they circumnavigate the entire globe, but then when it's time for them to lay their eggs, somehow they know how to come back to the exact same 
beach. You see how this is a great fit for Moana? She finds her way to the ocean, leaves, travels the globe, and comes back. Case closed. Moana spirit animal? Sea turtle. But hey, on those travels, she ends up meeting the goddess Tefiti, which brings us to theory number four. Why does Moana look exactly like Tefiti? Minus, you know, all the greenery and the several hundred foot tallid. This genuinely caught me off guard the first time I saw the movie. I wasn't sure if it was coincidental or intentional. But when you consider the themes of the movie, it's actually brilliant. One of the big themes throughout the movie is that everyone is trying to discover or realize their true identity. Like the villagers who are voyagers, that's how they found their way to Matanui in the first place, have completely lost sight of that. They never leave the island. Tradition is their mission. This tradition is our mission. Not only do they not travel the ocean, they're afraid of it. Maui's identity for most of the movie is wrapped up with his hook. Without it, he feels like he is nothing. Without my hook, I am nothing. Tefiti, without her heart, becomes a ruthless lava monster by the name of Teka. Even the literal ocean is working to restore order so it can return to its own purpose of being traveled on by people. I, I will say there is an exception, which is Tamatoe. Fully embraces exactly who he is. I'd rather be shining. This is honest. But so where does Moana fall in all of this? Because at the end of the day, it seems like from the very beginning, Moana has known that she was destined for life at sea. And that's exactly it. Have you ever wondered why Grandma Tala's story is all wrapped up in finding Maui and having Maui return the heart of Tefiti? And yet at the end of the movie, it's actually Moana who ventures by herself to return the heart? Easily one of my favorite scenes in any Disney movie ever. But if Moana was the one who was gonna end up doing it, then what was the point of Maui? It can feel like a miss, but instead it's actually super duper clever. Because while yes, the heart of Tefiti is that little rock, the real heart of Tefiti that Maui delivers across the ocean is Moana herself. She is the chosen one. It's what brings her out to sea, but she's unqualified and unprepared, which is why she has to find Maui to teach her how to sail and give her the confidence to carry out the mission. And in doing so, Maui himself finds purpose outside of the hook. And when he teaches Moana how to sail, Moana is then able to teach her village how to sail and they can become voyagers again. Maui never needed to bring the little green rock across the ocean. He needed to be able to empower Moana to travel across the ocean because Moana is the true heart of Tefiti, which is why Moana and Tefiti look the same because Moana is her literal heart. In fact, the movie even spells it out for you at one point. Like, do you remember that joke where Maui's writing with the bird on the oar and he says like, when you write with the bird, that's called a tweet. When you use a bird to write with, called tweeting. <laughs> I agree, it's hilarious. But look what he draws on the oar. It's a representation of the two people on the boat in the movie. The hook is of course Maui, but Moana is the heart. And that brings us to our final theory of the day, that Tefiti is responsible for Rapunzel's powers? What? Oh, yeah, I didn't think we were taking a left turn into Corona, did you? Okay, so we've talked a lot in this movie about what are the powers of the heart of Tefiti, and after we see it restored to Tefiti herself, she uses it to immediately spread life and vegetation all around the land and cure the plague. It's an extremely similar power set to that of Rapunzel's hair in Tangled. Basically, it can grant never-ending life and and youth and is a general panacea, meaning it can just 
cure anything. And if that sounds familiar, it should, because that was the second theory in this video, that Grandma Tala carrying around the heart of Tefiti is granted an extended life. Basically, exactly what Mother Gothel has been doing by singing to Rapunzel's hair for centuries. Well, I guess she was only singing to the hair for like a couple of decades, but you get it. Now, in general, I don't like to compare Mother Gothel and Grandma Tala, because one of them's like super selfless and the other one's super not, but I think you get the meaning. But hey, I hear you. Just having similar powers doesn't really mean two things are connected, right? And that's true, but you have to consider the source of the power of Rapunzel's hair, which is the golden flower they find at the beginning of the movie. And guess what you can see Tafiti growing at the end of the movie when she is spreading life all over the planet? A golden flower. And there you go, you guys. Those are our top five Moana theories. Hope you enjoyed them. If you have any other thoughts on Moana and you have theories you want to share with us, please let us know in the towel section down below. And hey, if you need even more, don't worry, we got you covered. Here's my sixth favorite Moana theory that Maui is responsible for creating the Droon in Raya and the Last Dragon. You can check out that video right here. Otherwise, Ben, until next time, I will see you in another life.